Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. This episode, episode number 20, is called, It Smells Like a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Well, it really does. I was outside a little bit earlier today waiting for some firewood to be delivered, and they didn't come. They're coming tomorrow, as it turns out. That's the way deliveries tend to go, you know. But anyway, I enjoyed it. It was a beautiful day. I moved some firewood myself, which, strange to say, especially on Mondays, which follow Sundays, days on which I'm usually quite busy, well, I like it. I kind of enjoy stacking a little firewood, moving it around a bit. And so this time on this particular Monday morning, I had a little firewood left in the back, but I needed to order some more, which I have done. And so I needed to move some of that around, and I did. It's beautiful out there. It is such a nice day. By nice days in our area, I mean, I don't care what the temperature is. If the wind's not blowing, it, folks, is a nice day. And the temperature was great, too. It was beautiful. And so I moved some oak and some pinon. I, I stacked it and restacked it, moved it a little bit to make room for a cord of more oak and pinon. And I'm really looking forward to having that here. We're ready. I just look out in the backyard and I see near the fence that stack of firewood and it makes me feel like, hey, I'm doing my job. The family's provided for. We're not going to freeze this winter. We've got firewood. Well, maybe our times have changed in our part of the world, that particular need. And yet I feel a need for firewood. I love the smell of the firewood. I love to drink a cup of coffee or hot tea or hot chocolate or whatever in front of the fire and read a good book or watch a fun show. It's that time of year. And here we go. Well, it's going to be a different time of year a little bit and a different time this year a little bit, isn't it? I'm recording in November of 2020 right now. 2020 is a red letter year, but red in this case means like red in your checkbook. It's really not all that good. It's been a tough one. And yet here comes Thanksgiving. I suspect what that means is we need Thanksgiving and we need to be grateful for the blessings that we have more than ever this year, even though it's been a tough year for all of us in so many ways and for some more than others for sure. I don't know what Thanksgiving's going to look like exactly this year. Boy, we're learning the one-day-at-a-time kind of approach to life, which the scriptures have long said was a good approach to life. It's the way that faith grows. It's the way we should approach life normally, and it's not been normal. We're learning the hard way, which is the way we learn most things, that one day at a time is the only way we can take it. And so we commit our lives to Christ one day at a time. As I'm recording the cases of COVID-19, the coronavirus, in our area, well, kind of especially in our area, in our part of Texas, around Amarillo, Lubbock, and in the South Plains, that area, they're going up. They're going up all over our state to some extent and all over our nation in a large extent. And so here come the holidays probably not exactly when we needed them to come in the midst of this, but here we go. So what are you going to do? The local authorities, the state authorities have certainly had some advice in that regard. 
What are you and your family going to do? I hope you're careful. All of us need to exercise a little care in this time, not just for ourselves, but for others. We got to make some decisions and I'm not going to be the one telling you what decision to make. I find myself in this mask thing and with the distancing and all of that, trying to be careful. And yet I'm not on the far left end. I think a lot of those folks shower with their masks on. I haven't tried that yet. It sounds like waterboarding to me. I'm not on the far right end. Yes, I do wear a mask way more than I want to, which is any, really. I don't like them. I don't enjoy wearing them. But I see some good reasons, especially in some places and at some times, to wear them. And so I guess you can say I am ambimaskidextrous. I'm somewhere in the middle of all of this, and I'm trying to do my best just to take care of myself, my family, and get along with the people around me and take care of them. I think that's a pretty good place to be, even in a difficult time. And so, anyway, here comes Thanksgiving. It'll be different. Well, the need for gratitude is not different. It hasn't changed. In fact, as I said earlier, it may be that we need it right now more than ever. And so I hope as this Thanksgiving comes on, we will remember that. And I hope we'll be especially careful to look for the many, many wonderful things for which we still have to be very, very thankful. One of the things I noticed today as I was out getting ready for that firewood to come, like I say, it'll come tomorrow. It didn't make it today. But I noticed the smell. It smelled good. And I was moving that wood, and I got the smell of oak, and I especially got the smell of pinion. But the smells of this time are so good. I know that here occasionally we have a smell that comes across, and it's pretty unmistakable if you've lived here a while. It's a feedlot. Now, somebody may say it stinks, and it does. But you also might say, as many do, that's the smell of money. That's the smell of beef. And it is. It's going to be sold. It's going to be enjoyed. And yeah, I'm so thankful for the ranchers that grow that and for the folks that work in that industry. And oh yeah, it's the smell of money, but it doesn't always smell good early on in the process. It's kind of like in Midland and Odessa, where the oil folks say when you smell that unique smell coming across, may not smell all that great, but that's oil, folks. That's the smell of the refineries. That's the smell of money. So there we go. But today smelled good by anybody's accounting. And then earlier in the week, I came in and I walked through the kitchen. In fact, I didn't even get that far. I just walked through the door of the house and I smelled my wife's cooking. I smelled dressing cooking in the oven. I smelled the smell of pumpkin pie cooking. I smelled those wonderful smells that remind us of Thanksgiving in particular and the holidays in general. Here they come, those beautiful smells. On last Friday, my daughter-in-law, Amy, and I were together. We were recording her part of a duet that we're going to do on our new album. I'll tell you more about that in just a second. And we walked into the studio. That's always fun. I love walking into the studio. I love what's about to happen. It's the hardest, most fun work I ever do. I love the magic that takes place there. But we walked into the studio, and it smelled great. I don't know what kind of scent machine they had going, but it just smelled really good. And I said, Amy, that smells so good. And then I thought, oh, no. And she looked at me and she said, well, I wish I could smell it. You see, we'd really just talked about that. She has just recovered from, yep, the coronavirus, COVID-19. 
And she is one of those, one of the many, whose first symptom was she lost her sense of smell. She was cleaning and she said, I realized I don't smell the bleach. And one thing led to another and yep, here we go. Well, she's recovering very well and she'll be like so many of them, the great majority of folks who lose their sense of smell and maybe he gads their sense of taste. It comes back. It's just kind of slow, but it, it comes back. And I guess when it does, those who have experienced that must be more grateful than ever for the beautiful aromas that we smell in our life and for the way that they connect us in memory back to some amazing times in our life. That's what the Apostle Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians 2. I love particularly the way that Eugene Peterson paraphrases that in the message. He says, In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation, an aroma redolent with life. Oh, I love that. Now, full disclosure, he goes on and says, but those on the way to destruction treat us more like the stench from a rotting corpse. Well, that's not so lovely. But let's talk about the fact that although the latter is certainly true, ah, the former is beautiful. Well, to mix the metaphors, I guess that's sort of two sides of the same coin. But the fact is, that smell of life is beautiful. And yes, to those who don't understand it at all, to those who have cast their lot in life in the other direction completely, maybe it doesn't smell all that good. In fact, Paul says it smells pretty terrible. It's pretty scary. But for those who love the Lord, those who smell that beautiful aroma leading to life, what a blessing. And I pray that that's the aroma that people smell from your life and from mine. Let me throw in a little ad here. As I mentioned, Amy and I were recording recently her duet part. Everything else on the new album is recorded. I'd kind of hoped it'd be out by Christmas. I think that may be a long shot now, but at least early in the coming year, my new album will be ready. It's entitled Almost Home. And I hope the wonderful songs, I love them. The songs on that album fill you with the aroma of life. I hope they fill your ears with a great deal of beauty, and I hope they fill your soul with joy. Oh, some wonderful songs. What a friend we have in Jesus. Rock of Ages. Peace in the Valley. Redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. Abide with me. Some songs like that that I think you'll really, they'll just take you home. You'll really enjoy them, I think, and they'll take you back home. And some songs that also talk about the wonderful home that we have awaiting our true home. There's some newer songs, too, that point to that very same home. Songs like I Believe, songs like Give Me Jesus. Oh, I think you're going to love them. And all the songs on the album have some beautiful tracks behind them. My job was just not to mess them up vocally. I guarantee you Amy didn't. Oh, what a beautiful job she did, as usual. I love singing with that girl. The instrumentalists were utterly incredible. Just listen to the instruments by themselves, and it's a feast for the years. So I hope you enjoy it. Almost home. It is almost ready, and it won't be long now. So look for it, and I'll try to get the word out as soon as I can. Well, thank you again for joining us today. 
as we focus on faith. As I said earlier, the smells of our lives are often the things that seem to be so connected to the memories of our lives. And this morning, some of those smells took me back to a time, well, about this time of the year, a number of years ago now, when the smells were a little different, but they were also beautiful. The day was a lot different, but it was also beautiful. Mr. Rogers used to remind us so well, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. Uh, and so it was. It was cold that day and clear. It was still and beautiful. There was some of my favorite stuff on the ground. About an inch or so of white stuff was blanketing the surface. The sun was shining, luminescent crystal. And as the cloud blanket that had tucked us in pulled away from the chin of my part of the world, the temperature was dropping into the single digits. I told you, if it's not windy, it's a beautiful day. And I think that kind of cold, crisp, clear day is just particularly beautiful. Though I fussed yet again that year, just like I did this year and every year in between, about the price of firewood, you see, I think I'm partly embarrassed that as an able-bodied guy, I've not been able to just get out and cut my own. My chainsaw soon may be rusty. I still was glad that I had bought the firewood and loaded it and stacked it, and it was ready to go. And forgive me if you do, but I was then and I am now so glad that I don't live in a place where fireplaces are purely decorative. Mine has been going strong. I love that. It's my favorite part of the house, I think. I should like it. I built it. But you will know if I ever win the lottery because in my house, and I'll tithe on it, I promise, I promise, probably won't even move, but somehow I'll find a way to install another fireplace in the house. I want to have at least two. And in my bedroom, there will be a gas log fireplace, a beautiful gas log fireplace. Oh, yeah, there's some great ones out there with a switch and a remote. And so I don't even have to get the cover down from my nose too far before I can just hit the switch and the fire pops on. And that's beautiful and wonderful. But never, ever, ever, ever in my life do I want to be without that fireplace in my living room that is genuinely burning wood, a real wood fire. And so I remember that year I did what I do a lot of the time during the winter. I just keep stepping out onto the porch to smell it. Okay, you purists, I know it's still autumn, it's fall. You know what I mean. It's already getting cold here at times. And the year I'm thinking of, oh, it was so chilly. It was cold and beautiful. The crisp air, oh, that kind of air is the very best sort for breathing. It reminds you that you're alive. And if there's a smell that makes a person happier to be alive than the sweet aroma of New Mexico pinon, I don't know what it would be. The folks I bought my oak firewood from eased the pain of the purchase a little by sacking up ends and pieces of pinon for kindling and tossing them into the mix. Now, they sell that stuff too, and so they want to hook you on it. I'm pretty well hooked, but I usually just let them give me some of the supposedly free stuff with that pretty high-priced wood. 
I'd probably charge more if I had to do what they have to do. But they throw that pinyon wood into the bargain, and what a fragrance. But that's the wrong word. Fragrance implies frou-frou. If I looked this up, F-R-O-U-F-R-O-U, or if you're Portuguese, F-R-U-F-R-U. That's where we get the word. Forgive my grammar, but the aroma of pinyon ain't dainty. It's strong and sturdy and bold. It makes you want to go out and cut three or four cords of wood, eat three stacks of pancakes, and then go out and saw through and stack about six more. Cords, that is. I try to pace myself on pinion sniffing lest I gain 30 pounds or be tempted to strain a muscle while I'm under its influence. I'm told that smell is closely tied to memory. We've talked about that a little bit. Oh, I believe it, don't you? For me, pinyon has a Thanksgiving and Christmas sort of smell. And if you can get a little New Mexico pinyon coffee with it, uh, that's another thing. We'll talk about that on another day. That's just about perfect. There was snow on the ground that year. My yard never looks better than when it's covered with a couple inches at least of snow. There was a fire laid in the hearth. I was about to sing for a Thanksgiving banquet on the day after I stacked all of that firewood. I knew that Christmas singing, which is among my very favorite kinds of singing, was just a heartbeat or two away, and I was smelling pinion. Oh, that was good. Well, I don't know what this year is going to be like for you. It's going to be different. I don't know what the virus may do to change your plans this year. And it may be for all of us that it takes a little more imagination and a little more work and maybe a little more technology to get with our families as much as we really would like to. And maybe as much as we really would like to could be denied us this year. But let's look for some reasons to give a special thanks this year. And I think we'll find them. I'm going to miss the singing that usually follows this time. I don't know what's going to happen. I have had so much fun recording that new album and working on it. I don't know about the live singing engagements. I don't know when I'll be able to get to do those again. I sure do love doing them. I haven't stopped singing, but I'm not singing as much as I'd like, and I'm ready for that to be back. And, oh, please, I want to sing during Christmas. Help provide a little joy, even if I'm just in the background. And I love being able to sing some special Christmas songs to them in the foreground, where we can talk about them and talk about this wonderful heritage we have of beautiful music in Christ. I love that. It's going to be different this year. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like. But you know what? God has a way of redeeming situations that are tough. And he can turn some tough, dark, hard times into, in their own ways, some very, very beautiful times of light and joy and peace and comfort. And I pray that he does that for you. Just keep your eyes open and be looking for even more reasons than usual, even though there may be some different, to be thankful this year. Well, there was that smell that year of pinion. I promise you I'm going to have some of that smell this year. COVID can't take that away. I'm reminded again of the Apostle Paul's sweet phrase, the aroma of Christ. And I do love the way Eugene Peterson paraphrases that in the message, 2 Corinthians 2, God brings the knowledge of Christ, and people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. It is because of Christ's presence we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation. Contrary to popular belief, 
It is what is evil and doomed to perish in this world that gives off the smell of death. What Christ brings, the apostle says, is an aroma redolent with life. It's better even than pinyon. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I'm so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? I sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.